everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Queerians Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Brown, she, her, and this week I am joined by Melissa Wise and Paleo Alvarez, and together they make up the Forbidden Apple Podcast, where they interview LGBTQIA plus artists, activists, and clergy from unique religious backgrounds. You can join their conversations as they discuss overcoming prejudices, find common ground, and celebrate our differences. So this week, if you haven't guessed, we're talking about religion, uh, and especially the queer community's unique relationship and experience with it. And I'm sure for a lot of you listening, you all have your own unique experience with religion, whether coming out made you closer with it, whether it drove you further apart. Uh, I want to hear about it, and we're talking about it. Religion is complicated for everyone, especially when it comes to the LGBTQIA plus community. So I hope by listening to today's podcast, uh, you find inspiration or you can see yourself in our stories and experiences because that's what this show is all about. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of The Queerians. Well, thank you both so much for coming on today's episode. I'm so excited to talk about religion and spirituality and what it means for us as queer people and i love talking about this stuff so thank you yeah, thank not, you so much we don't always thank get uh, that much excitement so we're so happy to be with somebody that is interested in the topic yeah, yeah. this is like this is where we sparkle I love it. I love it. I love the sparkle. I love it. So um, I always really like to start, especially in these types of conversations. Uh, how did you both come out? Uh, mm. And how was that for both of you? Mm. Yeah. I came out, honestly, very... Nothing super exciting. I was on the phone. Mm -hmm. I had been asked by my mother so many times who was my girlfriend and how many girlfriends I had and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was unavailable, my girlfriend at the time, <laughs> because I didn't have one. So I had to tell her the truth. And uh, I just told her on the phone. I was, uh, my mother lives in Spain. Uh, and mm -hmm. I was always like, oh, like I have to like go there and tell her in person. But then whenever I was in person, I was there for like a few days or a week. And then I said, oh, like being in person is like so tough. I wish I just like could like focus on having a good time with my family. I don't have to talk about this. So I just understood that it was all excuses uh, in my side in order to not come out. So I just uh, saw the opportunity and shared it with her on the phone. And mm -hmm. uh, that was my coming out with my family then gradually you start like little by little like sharing with the with the rest uh with my mm -hmm. friends i have always been very open and uh i think that the podcast we're just organizing a, a pride party and i feel like two years ago i wouldn't have imagined to do something so gay yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> And uh, feels good to just, you know, like not only feel well with who you are and feel comfortable in your own skin, but be able to celebrate it with others. I think it's such a cool um, feeling. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. I love all the gay things. Just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, it was, 
I feel like it's something like it's like it's a consistent thing and it wasn't Mm -hmm. like it's also like not like really linear like sometimes to some people I'm out and sometimes it's like I feel like I'm coming out to a bunch of people at once and then sometimes it's like nothing I just so it just feels for me it was more I left I left my community a religious community so once I did that that was such a big breakaway so for me that was my like like my original coming out was just like okay I'm not religious and I'm going to kind of live my own life. And so once I left that kind of box, my, my idea of uh, sexuality was more fluid, but it took mm-hmm. me time to like own it. But there was this idea of, oh, it's more fluid. And now can, I can kind of explore who I am and I can figure out my sexuality in, in, in a way that I hadn't before. So it took time. So even to myself, it was just like, oh, now this is where I fit. It took time to do that. Um, and then slow, like, so to friends, it was just like, okay, now I was dating a woman. And so that was just like kind of my coming out. I identified as like bisexual at some point. I was dating men and women. And then um, there was just different. And then, um, yeah, kind of doing the podcast also has made me a lot more vocal about like being queer. When I cut my hair, that was like, apparently people were like, oh, now you're out. I'm like, okay, now I'm, now I'm out. Um, I wasn't, I don't feel like I was really in, but it yeah. was, it, it, you know, I, it's interesting because we do this podcast so much, but we don't talk about coming out. And I know that's <laughs> such a queer thing. Like, most yeah, like yeah. Oh, you go on a date, you talk about when you came out. And I'm like, I don't even have an answer for that because it's so not, it wasn't like one time, you know, and it's mm-hmm. still like, I, I've come out to my dad having a mm-hmm. conversation with him, like my sister and brother-in-law and like I have a large family. So to mm-hmm. some people and to others not. Um, but now it's like, I, yeah, I don't know if I have to. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm rambling. Yeah, no, like we coming out is like a lifelong process. And like to some people, you just are like, you bring home whoever and you're yeah. just like, yeah, I do this. Like someone was saying like, coming out is such like a social construct Mm -hmm. in a way because it like puts you in like a box when like one day maybe like you know we won't have to come out but at the that's also like something unique about us that makes us different and special so it's like you know labels all those things yeah 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 i wonder if we're going to a more gayer world or if we seen everything that we see now with the far right and uh, conservatism, if we will take steps back. Sometimes I wonder, I don't know. Uh-huh. I hope yeah, we maybe get one day. Yeah. You think so? I hope, yeah. Oh, I mean, well, I think I'm uh, blinded. I'm very jaded because I've always lived on the East Coast. I've always lived in very like liberal environments. Yeah. So like, you know, I've always been around the LGBTQA plus community since like forever. Uh, And especially like living in Bushwick in Brooklyn or like just being in like the theater community, we're all like, you know, it's just a very like open place. So to me, like my world is getting gayer, but I think like the rest of the world, you know, it's, uh, you know, but I hope that's a big reason I created this because I want everyone to know we're just people with the same hopes and dreams as everybody else. We just want to love. Yeah. And I love love. So you yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, I really hope that that becomes, that there is one day that we don't have to come out and we don't have mm-hmm. to, that it is that thing. And I sometimes think that it's without, for me, and this is like mm-hmm. a personal choice, without me putting that front and center, even like, if you know what queer is, I think you'd clock me. 
as queer. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know what queer is, I feel like instead of putting that front and center, just connecting with people. And then when mm -hmm. they find out you are, they're like, oh, I already know this person. And they're like me, they're just people. Mm -hmm. And then they mm -hmm. happen to, you know, be queer. So like, I find that kind of helpful sometimes to not like have it be the first thing that people find out in, in certain situations that might, that might not be very queer friendly. And then mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you're queer, but I already like you. And so that means like now that's okay. You know, they're more comfortable. Yeah. And I yeah, get questions yeah, yeah. about what it means. Like I have people oh, yeah. writing to me or asking me, like, what does it mean to be queer? And what does, like, they literally ask about like, what is a lesbian? What is that? And like, people are engaging. And that's because they already have a relationship with me. And they're like, it's safe to ask, you know? And like, I want to know. Um, so that's been interesting. Oh, and yeah, that is very interesting. I, people don't, I've never had anybody ask me like, what is a lesbian? Like, yeah. what does that mean? Like after they've already gotten to know me, but um, that kind of brings us into this whole religion aspect of, you know, mm -hmm. where there's a lot, especially, you know, the Pope coming out and saying those things recently and he you came know, out? a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I wish, I wish, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, anti-trans bills going around that are definitely fueled by yeah. this like religious freedom type of shit. So, um, you know, I know you grew up uh, in uh, Palaio, you were raised Catholic and Melissa, you were raised in the Hasidic community, which are very polar opposites of extreme, but kind of the same. So like yeah. when you, uh, growing up, what were you taught about the queer community? Um, I'm always interested to see like when with really religious people, like were you even taught about it? Was it like, this is wrong? Or was it just like, we don't talk about this? You know, I want to say something that like, I, I was just talking about uh, how I dressed up as Cruella de Vil growing up yeah. um, in Carnival and because it's a big thing in Spain in February. Yeah. And the uh -huh. thing is, like, in Carnival in Spain, like, everybody dresses up uh, as other sex, and it's very, very fluid. It's not like as mm -hmm. Halloween here that is so, like, oh, like, just scary, and there's, like, uh, all these prototypes of what I should dress up as. And then I shared mm -hmm. that, and uh, my American friend said, oh, like, I'm, I'm wondering how your family, uh, they should have known that you're gay. And I'm like, maybe, maybe they should have <laughs> known uh, because of that uh, and then I yeah. even have like as a baby like um, dressed up as like the flamenco uh, um, dress yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was done by my family uh, and then yeah. they took pictures and it was funny but it looks like it gets to a point where that stopped being funny and giggly mm -hmm. and um, I didn't have any kind of like direct messages on homosexuality it was mm -hmm. just on practices of femininity like putting mm -hmm. your hands in your uh, waist or doing a certain gesture with your hands it was like oh do you want to be like that kid and they would like name a kid that was like clearly clearly out uh, yeah. that my boyfriend always says like oh like they were bashing that kid <laughs> like poor kid they were always oh putting him God. as the bad example um, yeah but yeah, and you know, then you start thinking, oh, like, no, I don't want to be like that kid because that kid is being like marginalized and bullied and uh, all those horrible things. So it just feels bad to look back and be like, hey, like, I should have just said, I don't care being as, like, like that kid. I am that kid. And that's yeah. it. But it was not the fact 
So summarizing, all the messaging was very into attitudes of mm -hmm. uh, femininity and uh, just like societal roles more than a direct and straight no to homosexuality in my case. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was more about like conforming to society and just yeah. like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think there was it was similar similar in my case. But we never I ever talked about like it, homosexuality. It wasn't mm -hmm. talked about. It's not something that we were told is wrong, but it wasn't something we were taught about at all. So it wasn't talked about. Um, which sometimes you know, like Palai and I talk about how that can be harmful because it's not mm -hmm. talked about. You hot, you think that's something shameful, and you don't, you know. Um, so I didn't know anybody who was gay. There wasn't like one person that people would comment on, like, you know, Playa just shared. It just really, really wasn't talked about. Although because I had gone to all girls schools and mm. I went to Hebrew seminary, all girls, it was things happened between girls. And that was like in camp. And there was understood there were crushes. Girls had crushes on each other. But it was this kind of like innocent um, I thought of that it's like you know when people still do like straight girls say oh I have a girl crush on someone so that's mm. kind of I find that interesting I don't know what to make of that but I feel like then there was this innocence even though it was very clearly I don't think it was innocent um, in many mm -hmm. cases and so there was definitely a lot of stuff girls were hooking up with each other like that yeah. was because they were in all girls schools um, so I knew things were happening I think that seeing it as like a real thing wasn't even an option um mm -hmm. even for me like i do know some people that are in the community that were uh, that are gay um and to them they always knew that they were gay and to them it was something they struggled with for me i i it wasn't i didn't even have that awareness that it was a real thing even though i had been with women in the mm -hmm. community in like seminary and stuff but i never thought of it as like this is an option of my sexuality it was just like mm -hmm. We're doing trouble like there was something so innocent and young like i look back and i think like i can look back and be like oh i was clearly queer like clearly like since i was really little mm -hmm. and i look at photos that i had as a kid and like you know we had like color war we had like we dressed up i was always dressed as the man and i have like a hat and like little curls and i have a lot of these photos and i chose to be that the the groom and you know my cousin would be the bride so it was like a lot of which yeah just kids playing but it's interesting to look back on that, but no one ever, no one ever said anything about, spoke about sexuality. For me, it was also similar. Gender was more talked about, right? So like when you're younger, it's not really a thing because it's cute and like, it doesn't matter. But when you get older, it's like, okay, now these are the things that girls do. These are the things that boys do. And that and you're more separated by gender in the community I was raised. So that's when it started to feel like a little bit more like, oh, this is what it means to be a woman. And then as I got older or a girl, and then like, I'm going to get married and have children once I get older. And then it's like, oh, do I fit? And then struggling to figure that out for myself. That was something that I struggled with. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they don't, everything a lot of times is, uh, they base it on like what's going on in society or like they don't yes. talk about it or it's wrong and it's like one or the other um so what is your relationship with spirituality or religion at this moment um has that changed since leaving those communities or is it strengthened now that like you're more adults and like coming into your own and things like that even like through the podcast 
Yeah, it has changed to the podcast. It has completely transformed, and it has also became the podcast in a way. It became this mm -hmm. discovery and this constant questioning and exploring and digging mm -hmm. and uh, learning different aspects uh, that really didn't have any meaning for me before. Like I've I mentioned it multiple times, but like the the power of prayer or the power of of just relying on something uh, on, on some words to like bless the table, bless the food you eat, was something that I didn't see any sense in. And mm -hmm. um, reconnecting with it, seeing it from like different angles from our guests, seeing it from different religions, from different practices, and seeing how it has meaning for them, it has been so powerful for me because I can finally relate, I can finally see the meaning and the usefulness of it and how you can relay in these tools because you want to and not because anybody mm -hmm. is forcing them on you or because it's something that you have to repeat before bed like I did when I was a kid, you know? I really was like so lost when it came to like talking to God because I was not sure how like uh the message was being received if if just mm -hmm. repeating those we had i remember like with my mother we had like these five prayers that you have to just repeat and repeat uh mm -hmm. in bed with her and it was just like okay let's get through this you know there was not an intention put into it which we have discovered it's so important mm -hmm. not what you're doing about but how you're doing it and what intention you're putting into it Uh, is it because uh, you want to achieve something? Is it because you need some kind of like relaying in something bigger than you in that moment in your life? And the podcast has helped me so much. And I'm sure that Melissa will, will share something similar in, in that discovery. I would say that now connecting with people, learning how they approach all these things and uh, building my own spiritual toolbox without having to fall under, uh, under a particular uh, religion or dogma. It's my way of understanding spirituality. Not really Catholicism. I don't think I will mm -hmm. ever... Perhaps like the, the pillars of a religi religion sound very nice until you implement them and you see what society turns them into uh, as a mm -hmm. tool to oppress sometimes like LGBTQ people and other groups. So that's why I really, really, really dislike. I really don't understand. And... I really don't consider them Christian or whatever religion they think they are because I don't think they're following their own rules. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, that's my answer. Mm -hmm. They pick and choose. They pick and choose what parts of yeah. the Bible they want to follow. They'll take yeah. like one word and say, but it says this. But when you really read the Bible or the Torah, it's very queer, very graphic and very violent. And, you know, I feel like if people actually read it and took the time to understand these books these religious books yeah we'd be in a different world i feel just just to add something i don't know if people have been following but recently like they came the guy who doesn't do cakes for gay people right mm -hmm. uh, yeah and, yeah and uh, supreme court gave him the that he was right because Like, I understand, like, the complexities that come into, like, America, business doing whatever they want with, with the property and stuff. I wouldn't, like, get that much into that debate. But he was saying when the battery came, came out that he didn't have to do the cake for them. He said, oh, this is what God intended to do. I am so happy that God is in my side. And this the, um, statement by the Supreme Court just confirms all that. And I'm like... What, what, it's just like ridiculous. What did God tell you to do that? You cannot get do cakes mm -hmm. for a, for a celebration of two people coming together in love. Like, mm -hmm. 
<sighs> but at the end of the day, you yeah. also think, ah, oh, like this person is kind of like indoctrinated, so I cannot really blame mm-hmm. them. But yeah, just wanted to add that. Oh yeah, yeah. God, I mean, how do they even know what God would want? How do they even like? That's not the Bible in or any Torah or um, the Quran. It's an allegory for love and how to treat people. And I mean, there's a lot of like problematic things too as well with how like they treat women and stuff. But like, yeah, no, that's, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that, um, I think that uh, when religion is used to hurt people, mm-hmm. uh, I have a very hard time understanding how that is a religious thing. Although religion has been used for years and years and years to hurt people and harm people. Um, and so it, it's almost part and parcel of, 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 of it at times. Um, you know, like there's, yeah, there's just so much that, uh, specific, certain religions have been really like forced down people's throats used to colonize lands, you know, like it's been really, uh, and still has like, we're, t- we're talking to people in Africa and like, you know, Christianity in Africa, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and denying people's uh, um, religion or spiritual practices that they had, you know, their cultural practices. So religion, sometimes it feels like it's so much a part of that. But what, when I see people that are really religious, when I look at my family, and even if they're not, uh, they don't have the same values necessarily. Actually, I'm gonna just correct myself because they do have the same values and the values mm-hmm. is love and the values mm-hmm. is connection and the values is to be a good person. So even though our belief system may be different, the values are the same. And so they act, even though let's say they have this idea about queerness and like gender about like, you know, God made man and woman and, and it doesn't mean there aren't a few people that aren't like that, but they really believe certain of those things. They still choose love. And so to me, an ideology is, or having an idea in your head and the way that you act, I look at how you act. So like, you know, it's, and, and I, that's what matters to me. So when someone, even if they believe that it's wrong to be gay, but then they can't make a cake for somebody else or they mistreat somebody that's gay, that's my issue. Believe whatever you want to believe, but mm-hmm. don't hurt people, right? Like, I think that's, and it's a complicated thing because it's a very nuanced thing. And I don't, and, and people these days don't have as much, uh, attention to be able to understand that there is nuance that people mm-hmm. can believe something you know we can have different political beliefs and still believe we should be good people but it, in this day and age sometimes because of such polarized viewpoints people have a hard time seeing the humanity and so when when we talk to people who are religious or when i talk to people who are religious i try to look for that humanity and i think okay that's where we get along and that's being kind to each other being nice to each other lifting each other up you know my family my dad knows i'm gay he doesn't believe in this concept he doesn't think it's the right way to live or the best way to live but he never treats me with anything other than respect ever Mm -hmm. and so like i i find beauty in that i find beauty in him trying and he, he he says that he's conflicted he's like i know it's something that people are born with yet the torah says something differently even though i see the torah and sees I see so much queerness, um, mm-hmm. but he doesn't see all of that. Right. But he's still like, I love you. And I know mm-hmm. this is real for people. So he mm-hmm. struggles with it. And he talks about that, how he struggles with it. But the way that he acts is always the way that he believes religious Jews should act. And it's always trying to be the best version of he can be and trying to make the mm-hmm. world a better place and trying to be loving. 
So that's how I like to see religion. And so in those ways, I have kept those um, values that he has, that I've been raised with, that my Mm -hmm. parents have taught me. And it's interesting because doing the podcast, understanding that you are allowed to pick and choose, you know how we talked about picking and choosing, but in a negative way, right? They're like Mm -hmm. picking and choosing. But you can also cherry pick the good things, you know? And my family has a hard time with that. My sisters are like, you can't just pick and choose what you want to do. Like you have to follow all of it. And I'm like, no, you could pick and choose. I can say this works for me and this does not. And so to me, doing this podcast, realizing I can do that and realizing Mm -hmm. like, oh, even though I thought I wasn't spiritual or religious, those values are spiritual. Those values of being a good person, the Jewish value of like Tikkun Olam, which is making the world Mm -hmm. a better place, Mm -hmm. healing the world, like these giving charity, like these are values that I was raised with, right? Like not bragging, not boast. Like there's so many values like that I was raised with that I hold on to dearly. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has not changed ever. So I kept that. Now we're just like figuring out how do I actually, we're in my world is that Uh, take place and how do I share that and how do I act upon it in my daily life and doing the podcast is just really like learning from other people and connecting it has more like solidified my belief system that is not that different than how I was raised which I find interesting which I didn't think would happen but it really made me think of oh what are these values and how do I live my life and the core values have not never changed Mm -hmm. um, from how I was raised like as a Hasidic girl in the community to who I am Mm -hmm. today that has not, not shifted um, but doing the podcast, the idea of spirituality, what spirituality is, uh, what religion can be, mm-hmm. that's so, there's so much more possibility than this black and white way of thinking. And that's been really, really beautiful. That's so good. Uh, well, getting more into that, has this sort of been a point of like reconciliation, uh, for you both almost? And do you think yeah. that, you know, uh, from, you know, two extremes, uh, can there be reconciliation as a whole for Catholicism, for like the Hasidic community? You know, I grew up reform. I grew up with lesbian rabbi, with a lesbian rabbi. Like I was very, very exposed to this. So it's just interesting hearing, you know, another side of it because like that's, uh, I feel like reform Judaism, we've already kind of reconciled in a way with all of that. So I'm just curious if y'all believe that maybe the other parts could be heading in that same direction or if not i don't know on yeah, my side it's the big question i hope you just shared it like it's so different <laughs> yeah because mm-hmm. uh, in judaism like you said you have all this array of uh, possibilities and mm-hmm. uh, like that focus on the questions that you have and that doesn't exist in Catholicism. There's not like, there will be like my kind of like two main things that you have to obviously incorporate everybody, all the community, not, I mean, we don't even have women in the leadership, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. men and uh, who have to be there, have to be celibate. Like there's like so many things that I feel like there's such a blur uh, between like m- real morals, what I consider mm-hmm. morals and the morals of the religion that it's mm-hmm. really not making any sense in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the part of the re- rigorosity of like not, not really accepting LGBTQ people, making any effort, they had an opportunity this year, they completely dismissed the opportunity. And uh, I really think that it has so much to change and I don't think it's going to come from the leadership. 
and I don't think I want to invest in changing it from the inside <laughs> because it is yeah. a lot of work and mm -hmm. uh, it is. There's, there's people already doing it, but I don't know how effective it is. I really encourage these people to keep to keep working. I don't think mm -hmm. that job is for me. Um, so my reconciliation, I would say no to the institution. I mm -hmm. say uh, let me explore to the uh, <laughs> to them. Yeah, yeah. Well, the substance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean the Catholic, the Pope, the big Catholic Church. I mean, even in uh, when I first moved here, somebody said the biggest landlords in NYC are the Catholic Church, NYU, and Columbia. And you know they they own a lot of stuff here. They own you know not just with churches, but like apartment buildings and things like that. Like they have a lot of money and they're very powerful. And I think. Uh, you know, that coincides with what laws are passed within the community and within the churches and uh, what they say and it, within certain places. So it's just very interesting to hear that. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, I'm trying to, I'm very curious always in the little ways, right? So mm -hmm. in the little like nuanced, beautiful, like human ways that people try to connect, like that's the mm -hmm. most I can hope for and that's like where i'm interested to explore so if it's going to be like a recon reconciliation with like hasidic jews and like the queer identity mm -hmm. as a whole i don't know but what i yeah. do think is having little interactions and like i've had one such an interaction with a friend of mine who grew up religious um and he had left as well and then his friend who was kind of in and out of the community and his friend was saying something derogatory about some obviously gay person on the street. And my friend who I'm, I was his only like queer, only queer person he had ever met. And we mm -hmm. had done the podcast. My friend's like, can you, like, you're really missing out on like, you, this person might be a beautiful person that you're just commenting on and you're missing yeah. out on life. And he's like, he put on the podcast for the friend to listen to. And he listened to an episode of our podcast in the car, they were in the car together. And then the friend is like, oh, she's right. They should have rights. And they should, like he saw yeah. me, as, he heard me as a human. So knowing that people are open to that, that's how I think like slowly changing people's minds that that's a possibility. Mm -hmm. um, seeing my dad's response when I came down to him to be like, you know, it's like, he doesn't love it, but like he loves me and he accepts it. And to me, that's enough. It's also mm -hmm. like, he's allowed to say how he feels and but he loves me and he'll accept me. And if I want to bring somebody home, like he'll, you know, he'll be as he'll be warm and he won't like judge, but he mm -hmm. definitely, it, it's a struggle for him internally, but he's always choosing love always. And like, so for me, that's where I hope, you know, there are people that are not good in every, like every community. And if, I don't know if you yeah. change community there are people that like the more you try to change the more they double down like I mm -hmm. don't know if and I think that's how the world is right the people go from one end to like one side and like polar opposite like just become to like you know to to really counter it so I don't see that fully fully changing although like you said reform Judaism has there is reconciliation in Judaism mm -hmm. um but Palayo, it's it, it's a little, it's like different sex, right? So like, you know how um, our friend Liz, who's a lesbian priest, she's mm -hmm. an Episcopal priest. Reformed Judaism is almost that different. Reformed Judaism and Hasidic Judaism is mm -hmm. like different sects of uh, Christianity. So mm -hmm. it's like, 
Catholicism is not the same as Episcopalian, but Episcopalian has lesbian priests. So I, I don't think Hasidic Judaism will catch on, but I do think Hasidic Judaism, I think that like uh, are a lot more queer friendly than people assume because it, especially to people that are about love, even if that like, because there's so much, the way that I was raised is all about family and all about community and all about acceptance that no matter, like even someone that really believes and again, this is like, there are people that are not good in every world, right? So it's mm -hmm. not like a, 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 like, it's not like everybody that you'll meet is gonna be accepted. Yeah, yeah. But for the most part, if you show up and you're queer, they're gonna be as kind to you as they would if you weren't queer. Like that's not a, um, mm -hmm. so to me, that's like where I find value. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know, reconciliation is, is oh, yeah. it's, hard. it's hard. But now that like, you know, gay marriage is legal, I think that shifted a lot. In, mm -hmm. in every community because it's not something mm -hmm. that even if you don't like it you still got to do it mm -hmm. like you still exactly. have to accept people and they're around and mm -hmm. you know it's and so I, the more i think our society accepts queer people it'll change into those i think religion institutions are going to have to catch up they're just gonna oh have yeah 100 percent. well this has been an amazing conversation with both of you. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you once again for coming on. Where can everybody find the Forbidden Apple podcast? Uh, where is it streaming? Where can we find you on social media? Yeah, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Um, and you can also on our Instagram at the Forbidden Apple podcast, uh, follow us there. And uh, Twitter. Twitter, we have TFA Downscore Pod. And personally, I am in Instagram, Pelayo AF, and in YouTube, also Pelayo AF. It's a comedy channel, very different yeah. from the podcast, but very uh -huh. entertaining. You can watch my latest uh -huh. video that it's uh, running for major, my campaign. Change <laughs> oh, is coming. Yes, we love yeah. it. Yeah, we also have a, a Facebook group that people can join as well. Uh, what's the what's the name of the face group? Facebook group. L LGBTQ spirituality, therefore be an apple. Yeah, so people can engage and like meet other people that are on the same journey and connect. Mm -hmm. And you can also always reach out to us on and write to us in our DMs if you have somebody you want us to uh, interview or if you just want to connect with people that are also on this journey. And then personally, you can find me at Melissa Weiss uh, on awesome. Instagram. Yeah. Well, thank you so yeah. much for having us. Thank on, you so Sarah. much, Sarah. Yeah, of course. I love talking to queer people about religion. I'm always fascinated by it and just like how it all works and how our relationship with it is. So any chance I get, I have to I have to jump on it. So all right, everyone. Well, thank you so, so much for listening to this week's episode of the Queerians podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Sarah Brown, she, her. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Pelea and Melissa from the Forbidden Apple podcast for coming on the show, sharing your stories, sharing your experiences and being vulnerable with me today. I really, really appreciate it. Make sure to check them out anywhere you listen to podcasts, follow them on social media, write them a review. You. let's all support each other on this crazy journey called life don't forget you can also follow the querians podcast on instagram and twitter leave us a review and if you have a suggestion if you want to be on the show email me at the at gmail.com i'm always looking to share people's stories uh so i'll leave you with that and as always remember it's our lives it's an experience it's the querians goodbye Thank you.